As I began to work on this sermon and read over our text from Genesis, the word dominion filled my thinking. Dominion is a word open to at least 360 degrees of interpretation. Dominion seems a word of justification and of power and certainty. God gave woman and man dominion over creation. But don't you sometimes wonder what God actually had in mind? Earth Day is next Thursday. This day was first observed on April 22, 1970. It has been a day devoted to demonstrating support for environmental protection for 51 years. Is this part of our God-granted dominion? There is another important April day that could also illustrate our dominion over creation. April 14, 1935 is called Black Sunday. This was the day 86 years ago when a particularly vicious and destructive dust storm hit the part of the country then termed the Dust Bowl. It was the worst dust storm in American history. The full fury of the storm covered southeastern Colorado, southwestern Kansas, the Texas and Oklahoma panhandles. 300,000 tons of topsoil were displaced. 300,000 tons carried by wind to fill the sky. It looked like this. Swings in wheat prices and drought held responsibility for this disaster. Unwise farming practices did also. The delicate ecosystem of short, thin native grasses that had stitched the topsoil in place through years and years of drought and harsh winds had been plowed away by farmers who were eager and successful in their own roar of the 1920s. Is this part of our dominion? According to Merriam-Webster, dominion means ruling or controlling power, sovereignty. And this could be what God granted, but was destruction meant to be an acceptable result? On this third Sunday of Easter and the Sunday before Earth Day, as we remember the new life in the story of Jesus and his assurance to the disciples that they could and should carry on his work, as we remember Pastor Clover's charge to see Easter as a verb and to move on, to work on in faith and love, it seems a time to consider our work for this earth. As we are reaching back today in different lengths of history, let's think about just a year ago. Do you remember what we were saying? We were sharing that we could hear the birds more easily, and we were startled by the beauty of their melodies. We were saying the sky was so clear, the blue so breathtaking. We were remarking so often on how creation was renewed as we were constrained. As we were locked down, the earth and all of the natural world sang and carried on without us and thrived without us. In that newly hushed world, 
we had eyes to better see and ears to better hear. Some would say dominion means that all of creation is ours to do with as we please. Some would say dominion means we are responsible for the care and wellness of creation and all that requires. These contrasting views are so much a part of our way of life. These two views set in motion all range of human reactions, from hubris to humility, from greed to sacrifice. These two views fuel debates and policies. And now, after all these years of Earth Days, we are still stuck between these two in many circumstances without the salvation of enough third ways through them and with less and less time to find these ways. We humans have such God-given potential. In Transcendent Kingdom, Yajesi, a young novelist and immigrant from Ghana, writes, Homeo sapien is the only animal who believed she could transcend her kingdom, exceeding and surpassing the limits of all possible experience and knowledge. And we have. We Homo sapiens are exceptional. Again, Yajesi. I understood that the same thing that made humans great, our recklessness and creativity and curiosity, was also the thing that hampered the lives of everything around us. Sometimes as we strive and create and excel, we can forget who we are and whose we are. We forget our relationships with God, with others, with all people, with this planet. There are so many narratives in the world. There are narratives of scarcity and abundance. Out in the world, narratives of fear and scarcity can scream and push us to grab and profit. Out in the world, these stories of lack we tell ourselves can drown out those abundant bird songs that are freely given and ours to help keep forever in God's world of love and conscience. There are narratives of dominion and stewardship, stewardship being a position of care and keeping. There are as many narratives of claiming our right to use up the earth as there are narratives of claiming our daily responsibility to this earth all with often quoted biblical proof texts. Are we able to somehow live between these opposite views? Since the dust storm of the 1930s, the same conditions of market and weather have combined, creating the real possibility for repeated catastrophe. But we Homo sapiens found a third way through dominion and stewardship. The people admitted the current conditions of their climate and the reality of the market and then devised new ways of caring for the land. 
revolutionary, stewardship-driven farm practices forestalled other erosions of the land and the people who lived on it. Parents didn't stand helplessly by as their babies and children struggled unsuccessfully to breathe and died of dust pneumonia again. Families didn't fall into abject poverty and starvation on barren land again. We turned our imagination and potential to this problem all those years ago, a fact that I mention here in deep and desperate hope. This outcome is a strong illustration of how we might react now in light of many current and serious ecological threats. We all know these. The planet is warming at an alarming rate. Storms are becoming more fierce. The oceans are filling with plastic. Pollutants still fill the world's air. And some of the toxins we thought we had stored away are refusing to remain stored, bursting out of holding ponds and mine shafts. We seem to have spent more time and energy using up the earth than attending to it. And now, what now? Where is that third way? Finding it may all come down to relationships, as our life of faith as the body of Christ truly does. Relationships are at the heart of our faith. Let's think back to the lessons of Jesus. His teaching and modeling were accomplished in relationship. His relationship with friends and strangers with a lived curriculum for those around him long ago, as these are for us today. What Jesus said and did in these relationships demonstrated the way God wants us to live. And in the Great Commission, Jesus told the disciples, his friends, students, and followers that they could do all he had done, and they must carry on his ministry an electionary text from Acts for today. Peter did just that, healing a crippled man at the temple gate. We are disciples too, and we are students and followers of the risen Christ, and we are called to care, to heal, in the greatest sense of those words, including caring and healing all of creation, which God called good. Goodness, love, caring are the reasons for our required attention and struggle to save this fragile, poignant place called Earth. In the breadth of history, there is another faithful reason. We will be, each of us, someone's ancestor. How will our relationship to the lives of these future children of God be reflected in our actions now? In relationship, together, we can accept our long denial, our tragic dominion. In relationships, we can repent and recreate, embrace humility and stewardship also 360 degrees round. 
there are signs and wonders of this possibility being realized all around us now also. Our continued efforts of necessity will be complicated. These will be individual and communal and global. These will be political and faithful. These efforts will be critical, inward and outward directed, overwhelming and many parts overdue. We humans are capable of these efforts, but are we willing? Can we find a way to rule in caring and conservation? Do we believe nothing is impossible with God? There are many questions on this day in 2021 as we stand now in the Easter season with another year of April anniversaries and as dominion and stewardship continue to square off in the current state of the world. Can we find a bold stewardship, a humble dominion, together. I leave you with those questions and with these words. We stand now where two roads diverge, but unlike the roads in Robert Frost's familiar poem, they are not equally fair. The road we have long been traveling is deceptively easy a smooth superhighway on which we progress with great speed, but at its end lies disaster. The other fork of the road, the one less traveled by, offers our last, our only chance to reach a destination that assures the preservation of the earth. Rachel Carson 1962. Amen.